I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a new film. It's a French film called Summer of 85. And Matt is going to tell us about it. Yeah, it's directed by Francois Ozon. And it is about two young men who, in a summer of 1985, <laughs> uh, have a relationship. And um, it, uh, one of the main characters is Alex, played by Felix uh, Lefebvre. And he is out on a boat by himself. Um, and it, it capsizes. And he doesn't know what to do. And he almost drowns. And then a young man named David comes along and rescues him. Uh, David's played by Benjamin Boissin. And they um, they bond after that mm-hmm. for the whole summer. Um, and you are told right off the bat in, in a voiceover narration from Alex that... Um, David is a corpse. So you know at some point David's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, as are we all. <laughs> but, but apparently David is going to be sooner rather than later. Uh, so that's your setup for uh, Summer of 85. Yeah, so there's a lot to like about this movie. Um, it looks gorgeous. Um, the The setting, the cinematography is beautiful. Um, the actors are beautiful. Um, it's a very kind of transporting movie in that sense. Um, it really captures that, you know, mid eighties vibe really well. Um, and I, I felt like the performances were really good between the two lead actors and they had wonderful chemistry together. And I was really, um, moved by the relationship that they, that they form. And I like the way that the story was told. You mentioned how it starts with that narration and a lot of what we see is kind of a flashback, um, to this summer and, so we know a little bit about what's going to happen based on that um, narration. Um, and, you know, you know, there's a risk there that maybe that could kill some of the suspense. But actually, I felt like it added a lot of intrigue to the movie and kept me guessing as to, you know, how are things going to play out here? Um, so I kind of liked the way that it was told. Um, my, only, my, my only problems with the movie... and it happens several times throughout is that I felt like the tone of the movie um, didn't always work. I mean, it's, it's, I liked the romantic aspects. I liked the, um, you know, there's some humor in there. There's some tragedy. There's all these emotions, but there are some scenes that are so, I felt overly melodramatic and humorous where they shouldn't be (laughs) that I felt like it it, it took me out of the movie and I just, it totally, it didn't work. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what the intention was, if it was meant, if those scenes were meant to be funny, but for me, uh, it, it didn't work. And I, I don't know if you know the scenes I'm talking about, but I think I know of at least one scene and that actually worked for me. I totally see though why it wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. for everyone, but it worked for me. Mm-hmm. There was at least three that I can think of where I'm like, what is going on? Why is this in the movie? I, and, I, and I laughed, but it wasn't, I don't think I was meant to laugh. I, I don't know. Those scenes I felt were a problem. But aside from that, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting. I, I've thought about this movie a lot since we've seen it. We saw it a couple of weeks ago. And um, it, it, initially, I, I liked it, but I thought it was flawed, and I, I still do think it's flawed. But then a lot of movies, you know, aren't mm-hmm. perfect, right? But 
Um, yeah, in, in my mind, it's 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 been tossed around in my mind quite a bit, and and I, I, you know, if anyone who knows me or listens to this podcast regularly, you know, you'll know that if a movie impacts me emotionally, that it usually, you know, means a lot. Then, and mm-hmm. this movie, it just it hit some emotional beats with me that resonated, um, and so I I quite dug it and you're right i mean the 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 actors are beautiful in this movie uh and and it has some interesting sequences you know which i think i'm referencing i think at least one one of them that i think you're talking about which is is odd um but yeah it it is it is a beautiful looking movie uh hishami alui um is the cinematographer and and this looks great yeah um it has some 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 actresses in here who are, you know, one plays David's mother. I think she's good. There's another actress. I think her name is, she plays a uh, uh, Philippine Belgian. She plays Kate. It's an interesting character. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the way that their relationship is presented, that of Alex and David. It's, um, um, I think it's rep- it's well representative of how younger people like late teens, early twenties, whatever, um, how sometimes their relationships can be um, and both good and bad. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know. It, it, uh, it just had a particular undertone, uh, an emotional undertone that I just, uh, I got into its groove. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I definitely felt things during this movie and that was one of the reasons why the, those scenes that, took me out of the movie and kind of broke that spell for me, really, really bothered me. Um, the other like thing that stood out for me for this movie is it's a great, great use of music um, in oh, this yeah. film. So, you know, like any movie that seems to be set in the eighties, they have pop music from the eighties playing throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was a judicious use of, of pop, of pop music and maybe not the typical songs that you normally would hear. It opens and closes with, the Cure, for example. Shout out to Robert Smith uh, from The Cure, <laughs> because I read afterward that um, this was originally going to be called Summer of 84, uh, but the director uh, wanted to use a particular Cure song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but Robert Smith would not give him the rights to it because he's like, this, that song came out in 85. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've talked before how yeah. movies set in the past are a little fast and loose with the exactness of their of their needle drops right. uh, and the music they use. And, uh, you know, so kudos to Robert Smith for sticking to his guns. And, and so the director's like, I really want to use this song. We'll call this summer of 85. Now. <laughs> uh, so good. that was, that was fine. Yeah, that's great. And there's a one, one of my favorite scenes is in when they go dancing. So there's a scene in a dance club mm-hmm. where music is playing and one of the characters puts headphones on another character. And it was, I thought it was delightful the way that that was done. Yeah. Um, no, um, I think it's, I, I really, I really, uh, enjoyed this. So what would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. I give it a 7.7. 7. All right. <laughs> so our score is 7.6. It is on the tomato meter. It has a critic score. It's a certified fresh of 79% and an audience score of 69%. Is this, it's not streaming yet, right? It's still in theaters. You know, I've looked it up. So according to the Rotten Tomatoes, it, under where to watch, it says um, Apple TV. 
Oh, okay. And I also looked online. This was like a week or two ago. It, I swear I saw someplace that it said it was on Amazon Prime for streaming. Mm. We have Amazon Prime, and I just looked before we started recording, and it's not on there. Okay. So I have no idea whether Rotten Tomatoes is correct with the Apple TV thing, but you know, um, you know, we went and saw it at a theater. We went like forty-five miles out of our way to go see it, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm glad we did. But you know, there was maybe maybe 10 of us in yeah. the theater. Um, so, I mean, it, it's also going to be out on uh, Blu-ray okay. in August. Well, it's definitely worth seeking out. I would agree. So 7.6 from us. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.